Welcome back everyone to this podcast where we aim to set your faith on a rock to strengthen the inner man and deepening convictions. We're back in conversation with Pastor Jeremy and today we're talking about mental health. Mental health has its stigmas, but there is so much awareness. If you talk about few years back, there was a lot of stigma attached and of course even now to a certain extent, but there is a lot more awareness. I mean, in schools and colleges they're talking a lot about it. which also kind of makes it an issue because a lot of times now people have started diagnosing themselves without really really having a proper diagnosis done by a psychologist therapist psychiatrist also a lot of times they make it a reason for their unreasonable behavior or basically just being a prick let's talk hi nat good to be back here on this podcast along with you and uh, talking about important personal things and um, What a lovely time we had on Sunday and that sermon believe it or not spoke to my heart too and it's the second or third time I was covering that topic. This is a very deep personal topic. It goes back not just a week or two but years in the making. Each one of us is a product of all that we have learned and heard and been told and our minds have just been inundated with words and thoughts and and the way people have treated us. This has led to what some people would call mental illness mental instability mental health mental health is not a bad thing like physical health or emotional health is not a bad thing Men- financial health is not a bad thing so the we need to just take out that that vibe or that sense of negativity when we talk about mental health and you're right i think nowadays wow there's so much study there's so much more talk about it it's a lot more open people are a lot more freer to talk about it but i think it's probably gone the other extreme and uh, we don't want to you know get too deep into that part today because i want to get to the transformation side of things and i would say that people have gotten to the point like you said of self diagnosing and all the way to the point of labeling now we got names for ourselves uh, we've gone and caricatured our our emotions or our mental state and it has now become an excuse to work or not work to be caught up only in work or to not work at all any kind of extremity any kind of coping any kind of excuse for not being responsible in relationships at home with your chores with in- initiative with saying sorry i mean you think about any given situation you see a person using their mental state as an excuse so on one side of things as we were growing up mental health was not addressed mental health was stigmatized and uh, that was a problem today i think we're coming well out of that but chances are that we've gone to the other extreme where we are now labeling ourselves because there's just one too many youtube channels and youtube uh, videos telling us all about what we could be struggling with but instead of looking for a solution which is what i want to appeal to you if you think you're struggling with mental health if you think there is a problem that you that you 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 struggle coping with certain certain triggers or the way people behave or when you're alone or when you're with a crowd or when you're when you're confronted or when you have to say sorry or when someone is saying sorry to you you can't take the sorry i mean there's a myriad of situations where you suddenly see that oh okay i do have a problem with this i don't deal with this well and here's my appeal to you rather than 
labeling yourself and saying, I don't handle this well, and acquiesce, avoid, move away, circumvent that situation. Learn to come to God. Learn to say, Lord, at the end of the day, what you want me is in the grave, and you want to live your life through me. You want me, my wrongs, my my poor character, you want it nailed to the cross. And I can't tell the difference between poor character and genuine dysfunction. I, I can't tell the difference between that. So Lord, would you pour your life and, and healing and power into me and allow me to transform, to respond and to be Jesus to people. So your best case scenario for personality healing, for mental and emotional healing is actually good old death, death to self. I didn't say denial. I said death to self and life in Christ. That is God's solution. That is God's solution. God doesn't fix things. He resurrects things. So he's into resurrection. He's into giving new life. And I want to set that like as a foundation, as a premise, as a platform before we go forward, because the goal isn't to just label everybody and sit back and blink. We want to know where God and how God has provided power and and, and, and strength to make those changes. Let's talk about this. Another important aspect you spoke about was controlling your mind, kind of like being focused on what you're doing, concentrating. My question to you is, what about multitasking? Is that just a way of like being, having confused thoughts or being very confused? So you're picking up four or five different tasks and like putting your attention there and then like just two minutes here, two minutes there. Is that okay? Is that a good coping form? I think we've jumped into a very broad topic here and I don't want to say you know anything quickly because suddenly someone's going to take that personally or or try and debate it and whenever something's open to debate then we could be here all day if you know what I mean Um, we want to keep going back to what's right and wrong what's wise and otherwise and what where can we get God's strength where is God's strength and wisdom available for better living uh, we don't, at the end of the day, as believers, want a better self. We want Christ at the center. So we're not, we're, this is not a get better yourself or self-help or improve yourself kind of a, a talk here. Multitasking is fine when it's physical. Mothers can't help but multi- multitask. I mean, God has just given them a tremendous ability to uh, to use two hands like they've got eight. And, 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 and let's take young mothers, for instance, nursing mothers. Uh, when you talk about melting, but but the whole, the mind is not divided. The mind is still about care and nurture. And tasks are simply the body doing a hundred things at the same time. But when you truly honestly talk about multitasking, you're saying, I'm switching between writing an article, checking my email, surfing the net, ordering some vegetables on, on Zepto, you know, taking a call in the middle with a, with a, conflict situation and that's multitasking and all your emotions are going for a six you're not really giving your best thought your best mind to every situation your kid walks into the room they don't get your best someone calls you they don't get your best you're writing your article you're not completely focused so whether it's pomodoro or whatever system you want to use it's it's not about being focused all the time it's about saying learning to be able to focus. It's about having a mind that's that's well-tuned and equipped to focus should the need arise and when the need arises. You cannot be 
focused on one thing all the time, but you can give all your time to one thing for a shorter period of time, you know, concentrated period of time. And I think in our day and age, in the day and age of a thousand, thousand photos per minute, per minute or whatever you, <laughs> you just the, the number of thoughts that go through your mind as you scroll the, the gram or as you watch TV, you know, it's just, you're, you've trained your mind to be all over the place. And what I was referring to on Sunday, as well as I would uh, reinstate here is, I think we just need to give ourselves as generation, next generation, and the coming generations to to reclaiming our minds, to reclaiming our, our thought processes, because it's the first step to actually controlling your thoughts. Because if you don't know or cannot watch what you're thinking and how you're thinking, controlling your thoughts is too far ahead of the game. Uh, you really need to start by saying, what am I thinking about right now? And how long have I been able to think about that? So multitasking is fine if it's physical. Multitasking is not a coping mechanism if you're a mother or if you're a mechanic or if you're doing something that where where your engine or your baby or your you know some on, on your patient on the on the operation table needs everything to be done at, at once i'm not talking about those situations but when you start looking for distractions and you start doing many things at the same time simply because your your mind isn't able to actually focus for more than a few seconds on one thing that's when you've got to take an honest look at yourself and say you know what I need to learn how to how to focus. And that means doing some serious cutting off of media, phone lines, uh, going into aeroplane mode, closing the door, waking up early in the morning, staying up late at night, finding quiet spaces in a city, perhaps if you're in my city of 28 million people, with construction happening all around, all sorts of noises and dogs and, 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 and you know, milk koalas and garbage guys and people ringing the bell when you got all that disruption constantly vying for your attention you've got to learn to shut things off get your family to back you up get somebody to back you up on that and then shut down you can start with five minutes start with 10 minutes uh, just get to a place where you allow somebody was telling me not too long ago that cortisol levels uh, are very high in the morning, around 6 to 7, 6 to 8 o'clock in the morning, just naturally. I don't know where to go to prove that right or wrong, but the point is that is why meditation or being quiet or focused time, focused thinking is best early in the morning. You don't get up and immediately start the day, start running, start fretting, start you know fixing things. That's not the time of the day to be doing that. So you start the day with quietness, with calming down, anchoring down, and centering the soul, asking the bigger questions, focusing your thoughts on one thing, being able to just hone in on one thought, take a verse of scripture, stare at that scripture until that scripture lifts itself off the page and begins to become your driving thought for the day. You do that enough, you start learning scripture without trying to learn scripture. You start hearing God's voice without even trying to hear God's voice. And that's where the mind then becomes transformed by the renewing uh, renewing power of the word of God, the washing of the water of the word of God, as, as the Bible calls itself. You mentioned on Sunday to dismiss thoughts that are unpure, not lovely, unholy, etc., and replace them with 
the word of God, thoughts of God, then do you think we run the risk of repressing when we dismiss such thoughts? And you know what happens when we repress thoughts? You keep repressing, repressing, and further, a lot of times they become unresolved issues. What do you have to say about that? Okay, so if I get your question correctly, we're talking about what we should be doing as believers, which is checking our thoughts at the door. And as they come in, you know, to dismiss them if they are not good or if they are not uh, healthy thoughts, if they're not good for us and uh, replace those thoughts with God's thoughts or God's word. And then, of course, check to see whether whether it is a spiritual aspect or not. Or And then, of course, go ahead with that thought process. Now, your question is, if we did that continually, would we land up repressing some of the things we should be thinking about? Would we land up with a pile of unresolved issues? That is really uh, a smart question. And I think we all need to give some attention to that. But let me begin with scripture. Paul's talking to the Philippine church and in the fourth chapter of the Philippine uh, letter, he says, finally, brothers, here's your grid. Here's Here is the grids or the filters through which you want to pass your thought process through. He says, whatever is true, check for truth. If it's not true, that's it, done. It's out. Stop thinking. Replace it with a truth Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, now we're talking standard, you don't want to base your mind to to give your mind away to thinking cheap stuff. There's got to be some standard. Give give your mind some class. So the things, the thoughts that that your mind is dedicated to, your mind starts getting used to process noble thoughts, excellent thoughts. And you stay in that realm and you get used to that and you won't give your attention now. In fact, very quickly, you'll be able to judge whether a conversation or a input, a media input or a book or a, even a poster is rubbish. It's not worth my time. Very quickly, because of, because of the training you've given your mind, you're able to run any thought through this seven filters. True, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, Excellent, praiseworthy. Is it praiseworthy? Then he says, go ahead, think on these things. Run it through the system. So you're talking about God's filters. And then after God's filters is your filters. Go ahead and think on these things, right? So by all means, we are to think. Please do think. Think about everything. Think about how you behave. Think about what you said. Think about what you're going to say. By all means, think. However, not every thought is worthy. Not every thought is necessary. Not every thought is edifying. Let's talk about the question at hand. Once all of that is in place, is there any thoughts that come knock on my door, need to be thought through, need to be addressed, and then you're dismissing it because you don't like it, because you don't want to think about it, because it it pulls up a, a negative emotion and you don't want to hurt over it. So you're now dismissing it. Please, we're not talking about those. In fact, that biblical filter invites those things. It invites you to revisit your pain, revisit your brokenness. It invites you to go and look at your sin and then confess your sin. It invites you to meditate on God's laws so that God's laws would bring to life or point out the deadness of our soul. So there are things that we do need to think about and there are things that we would land up leaving unresolved if we didn't think about it. 
So how do you know what that is and what to let through? Here it is. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable. So before your mind could actually decide and you decide what is forming you, what is going to be your thought, first let God deal with it. Let God's word deal with it. God's spirit deal with it. So that's where Bible reading becomes the main thing. When you read the scriptures, the scriptures are God's thoughts, so they are irrelevant to your day. The scriptures are God's thoughts, so they are irrelevant to your day because God is not living your life and your Wednesday and your Friday. God is on the throne. God is eternal. God is holy. God is far removed from all of these things. So his thoughts are lovely, whole. They are honorable. They are just. They are pure. They are are true. They are commendable. They are praiseworthy. They are excellent. His thoughts are that. So his word enables your mind to dismiss thoughts coming your direction even before they get to your attention. He controls, the Holy Spirit controls what we think and how we think because of the amount of word, the word of God that has been deposited, installed, downloaded into our system. And that is why the scripture says, cleanse your mind by the washing of the word. Cleanse your mind by the washing of the word. So when we say, dismiss your thoughts, don't think on those things, we're not asking you to to dismiss personal emotions uh, that you need to work through, struggles that you've been, hurtful things that people have said in the past. We're not saying rehearse it and rehearse it so you get bitter about it. We're saying think about it in the light of transformation. Deal with it, find a solution, and move on. Hand it over to God and move on. But if you're just mulling over and just going over rehearsing those those thoughts because you just want to build up uh, resentment or you want to keep uh, keep that anger you know burning because you want to somewhat feel avenged by holding something against somebody over a period of time, that's the transformation we're looking for for God's word to to do. So I I know this is not a comprehensive answer because I would love to sit with you for a few hours and and talk through the actual situations. Like for instance, let's say your mom said something um, just a few months ago or a few days ago, and and let's say you 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 you're not a little kid anymore. You're you're a grown woman, and now you're trying to deal with what she said and it it it's based on a loving relationship that's been there for 20 30 40 years but now you're trying to cope with that should you deal with it should you talk think through it should you address it or do you just dismiss it because ah she's mom what about what teachers have said while you were growing up what about what some preacher said or what a good friend said uh, what about something that happened to you and in the context of that fight or that argument or that um, you know that altercation you had to uh, you had to hear or feel or experience let's say betrayal let's say um, let's say uh, you know some lies were exposed and now you know something that uh, that you were living thinking it was true all along you, know, you get what I'm saying it, it, there are real situations like that. And when that comes to your mind, we're not saying dismiss it because it's a negative emotion. You get what I'm saying? People here today, all over the place, are on YouTube, wherever, they're asking you to negate or to block negative thoughts. Negative isn't necessarily bad. You need positive and negative. You need you know, you need the good with the bad. You need to address stuff. If there's cancer, you want to find it. If there is a infection, you want to kill it. So 
you need to address this stuff, but you need to address it with the wisdom of God, not with your emotions or how you feel about it. And that would then become unhealthy because you're going to land up either resent, resentful or you're going to land up repressing it. And many of us have done that. In the practice of just putting away negative thoughts, negative uh, feelings, we don't want to feel badly about somebody or we want to just, or we need that person so we dismiss something they said because we really do value them, but it what they said really hurt us, that kind of situation. I mean, just we dismiss it. So we don't want to think about it. No, no, we need to think about it. You need to let God deal with uh, with that in your mind and heart. You need to forgive. You need to work through the forgiveness process. And remember, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a calculated, signed approval of dismissal that you are you're signing that check away. You're, you're letting that go. Um, I don't know how how I could convince you that there is not enough positive in the world. There's a lot of negative. But if you just block out the negative, those things that are hurtful, painful, and messy in our lives don't have a chance of becoming a blessing, becoming something that God can use if we don't stop to think about it. So all that to say, don't don't dismiss negative thoughts or bad thoughts just because they're bad. I did say dismiss them, but dismiss them because they are they don't meet the the standard, the requirement of what a holy, loving, God-serving mind like yours should be thinking about. That was really deep. And just connecting it to our previous podcast, the last week one, where we actually talked about when you're dealing with harsh realities, hurts, betrayal, behavior, etc., the entire process of forgiving and grieving. So you can go back to the second part of this podcast where we, most of the time, we're kind of talking about the entire concept of grieving and forgiving. And with that thought, we'll end this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like and share this. Continue to send in your questions. We'd love to wrap up podcasts around your queries. And we'll see you next time.